Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we start, we do want to start by addressing the tragic news of Delano Van Hoff's uh, passing this past weekend in Spa during a Formula Regional regional race. As we know, this sport is very dangerous, and we have lost many lives to it. Um, it's really sad that this is the most recent life that we have lost in such a young driver, such an up-and-coming driver with Delano. Um, so yeah, we did just want to address that, that we are aware of it, and our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and to the whole Formula 3 community as well. Yeah, I think it... I, I don't even honestly really know what to say about it, honestly, because it, it, it happened at Spa. That's the same place that we lost Antoine Hubert. The, like the same section of track, the Eau Rouge Radion complex of Spa. Yep. That is one of the most dangerous. It's a super, for those of you who don't know, it's a super fast uphill blind almost mm-hmm. section of track. And um, what happened in this, it was rained very hard. Spa is a very wet area, like region, yeah. especially this time of year. For those that don't know, 2021 obviously got completely yeah yeah so i think it rained more during this formula regional race than it did for that f1 race and so it kind of poked some holes like who who, the fia was sanctioning this race but like who was there like Mm -hmm. the f1 race didn't go on because a lot of eyes were on it but this race went on because not as many people were watching maybe right uh i i it was a big crash uh i think what happened was someone spun out that was at the front of the field and it was there was so much spray so much water that no one could see that he had got back onto the track like he hit the wall and came back on yeah and it was a side impact i think exactly what happened to antoine I was about to say, it was very similar it's to antoine it's almost exactly the same so that should be like it, i think a lot of the the lot of the uh the uproar in this accident is that like it was basically the same as Antoine's and that only happened a few years ago. Yeah. It was only 2019 when that happened. Yeah. I think, um, I consider the most recent death in F1, which is Jules Bianchi. Mm-hmm. I consider that like a freak accident. Yeah. That could have happened anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we've had two deaths mm-hmm. that were freak accidents, definitely, but they happened in the same spot at the same track in similar conditions and we've also had a hard crash by lando norris there a couple years ago yeah and so i think they're gonna change i think every time we go to spa they say this will be like the last or like spas on the chopping block yeah i think racing is dangerous and all the drivers know that and Mm -hmm. they still do it despite that but there comes a point where you have to stop and make a change and so and remember that there's people getting into these cars. I think, yeah. Yeah. I it, think they're going to change. I think they need to change Spa. Yeah. Add a chicane to the bottom or something, something to slow it down up there. Yep. I don't know exactly what needs to be done, but that can't happen, I don't think. No. It, in this day and age with, with the amount of engineering and the technology that we have in this level of motorsport especially as low as formula three like it this shouldn't be happening we shouldn't have this this type of we shouldn't have any deaths really so it's just heartbreaking the whole motorsport community hears it and they feel it so we just wanted to uh address it before the episode starts so the episode will start after this it'll be a little little weird cut like a little different (laughs) switch over but we just wanted to talk about this first so and now here's the episode Thank you. It's lights out, away we go. Perez gets away better than Verstappen is moving across to cut him off. As into the lead goes Sergio Perez through turn one. Down the inside goes Max Verstappen. He takes his teammate wide. Sergio Perez off the track. Hulkenberg's going to make up a place here. That might have cost him because Hulkenberg is through in the second place. What a start in Spielberg this is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not On This Occasion, the F1 podcast. Today, 
It's the Austrian Grand Prix. We're going to be talking about all the action, the sprints, the rain, the track limits, because there was a lot of those. Just a few. Like a lot, a lot of those. Maybe two. Also, finally, we're going to be talking about the brewing silly season. It's finally starting to happen. We're getting into talk of next year. It's bubbling. I think we've got, we've had a lot of rumors up to this point. It's more rumors, but I think since we're hearing them again, a lot of them are repeats. Could be, could be for real this time. We got some other motorsports from around the world that I'd like to talk about today. And so we are going to be covering it all today on Not On This Occasion. Before we do that, though, I'd like to give a shout out to a new up-and-coming F1 podcast, the Max Verstappen's Podium Podcast, hosted by Max Verstappen, where he brings in two special guests every week, and they talk about how fucking OP Max is. Yep. And they say, heroes get remembered, legends never die, like Max Verstappen. Joining me today, who will never die, is Delaney. I live forever. (laughs) I am eternal. Was that a good one? That was a good one. one? That was a good intro. What if I was a dick and said, joining me today, who won't even be remembered? (laughs) (laughs) Who's not even a hero. (laughs) The man behind the mask. The man... With all the creative juices flowing through this podcast, the one to my right, or I guess my left front, front, <laughs> I guess I'm facing you. It's Noel. Hi. <laughs> hey guys. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you like what you hear, be sure to check out more episodes and also check out our YouTube channel where we will be posting stuff similar to the podcast. But obviously a video. What? You see our faces. <laughs> and we'll be doing something like that every month, month and a half, every every once in a while as bonus stuff. So check that out. We've got a new video up there. Relatively new video up there right now. Keep uh, your eyes peeled. So yeah, absolutely check that out and follow wherever podcasts are sold. Like sold? Like, well, I was gonna say, you know how they say wherever books are sold, like like that. Okay, Grandpa. Wherever <laughs> <laughs> books are sold, <laughs> who are you? You've never been to a bookstore, delayed. People are gonna be so confused about our ages now. Like they're like, you we age us ourselves all the time on the episode, but you just you just made yourself seem like you were like. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got a notification on my pager here real quickly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to take my, I forgot to take the the vitamins out of my Monday, Monday capsule. (laughs) Monday little capsule. (laughs) Are they gummy vitamins? (laughs) All right. So first things first. It's our favorite segment. Hello, hello. Alex does it again and wins here at Mid-Ohio. This week in IndyCar. Folks, if you're a fan of This Week in IndyCar, I've got some bad news for you because this is the last episode. Wah, wah. <laughs> because fucking mid-Ohio, I didn't watch it. <gasps> Alex Pillow won four times in the last five races. The winner has been Alex Pillow. I'm sure it was a great race, but if I'm going to... I can't talk about two series where the same guy wins every time. I just can't. <laughs> got to mix it up a little bit <laughs> okay. here, okay? I just can't, all right? So... um for I don't know when the next IndyCar race is. Now, the race I want to talk about today, we alluded to it in the last episode. It's NASCAR on the streets of Chicago. Yeehaw. And I had said that I thought this race was going to be a total disaster and a shit show and a wreck fest. But before I tell you guys what I actually thought of the race. Oh, the anticipation. I would like to tell you guys that despite the fact I thought it was going to be a shit show and a wreck fest and a mess, I did really want this event to go well and be a good event. I think I have a newfound appreciation for street circuit races after the Detroit Grand Prix. I still think there's too many in F1. Yeah. But NASCAR only has one. They've never done a street circuit race before. That's crazy. And street circuits are not abnormal in racing. Yeah. Every series has them. There's a lot of things I think that NASCAR does that are new but fucking stupid. <laughs> this one I think is new and could be good if it happens right. 
And there are a lot of people on Twitter. I saw so many people who were saying, I'm not going to that race. It's Chicago. I don't want to get shot. Oh my God. Get over yourself. Or like, I'm so afraid. Like, or like, they weren't saying I'm afraid, but you know, but you know. They're being dickheads. Yeah. It's like everybody with Detroit. Calling out someone in specific Uh who works for a NASCAR team. It is their job to go to races. Yeah. They are a spotter, which F1 doesn't have them, but IndyCar and NASCAR do. It's basically a guy who stands like basically on the top of the grandstands and watches their car and oh. tells the driver like there's someone low or someone high or like there's someone there huh. so that they can focus more on what's ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember hearing about this during the uh, the Bubba documentary that I watched. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this guy's name is Brett Griffin. Hi, Brett. I hate him so much. Fuck you, Brett. He's very... He did not attend this race, even though it's his job to do it. Um, And he was tweeting all week about, oh my gosh, like I'm not going there because all my spotter friends have to park a mile away from the race and they have to rely on the buddy system or be ready to not dial 911 just to get to their car. And first of all, Brett Griffin, (laughs) you guys can't see Delaney's face right now, but first, Brett Griffin has never been to a city and neither have any of these Twitter fucks who say this, but like, you have to park far away sometimes. The tiniest violin in the world for you, Brett. The tiniest violin. And cities can be dangerous. I won't deny that, but it's not a night race in Chicago. At the south side? Like, like, it was at, um, was it in the loop? Lakeshore Drive, Congress Plaza, Michigan Avenue. Bro, that's literally the loop. The, yeah, that's the, the Xfinity that's race is called the loop. That's literally that is literally just I knew, right in downtown. I knew what you were talking about when you said the loop. I just wanted to get the actual like, like thing. Like, like no? um, Michigan Avenue and all that stuff is up by like kind of northern part of Chicago. That's where like Northwestern University is. Like that's all nice parts of Chicago. Most of Chicago, like majority of the city is very walkable and very nice. It's where Lollapalooza is. Literally. Like the stage is right in the middle of the track. Yeah. Basically. So this is not. But they don't know that because they're dumb. Brett Griffin, by the way, he works for a team called College Racing. College Racing. Just remember that. I don't necessarily hate the team, but like he works for this team. I do. Remember that just for a little bit later. So I was really hoping that this race would go well and just be a good experience. And it almost totally failed. Because it <gasps> rained so much. Yeah. There was flash flood warning, I think. There's yeah. videos of rain that's got to be like six inches. Like it's re- like it was. So those that don't know, Central Illinois on Thursday had a tornado like there. Oh, yeah. Like that's probably that's probably like an hour outside of Chicago had a fucking tornado. So, yeah. The, the rain makes sense. So Saturday, it rained a lot. It kind of stopped, but when you're doing a street circuit, you have to abide by the rules that the city sets. Yeah. And the Chicago Parks and Rec Department didn't want fans in the park when there was a threatening lightning. Yeah. So they It's like house rules for Pong. They didn't want to... <laughs> they didn't want to run the race without people there that couldn't go, you yeah. know? So the Xfinity race, which is basically NASCAR F2, was supposed to run Saturday. They ran some laps, rained, it got postponed to the morning, and then it downpoured and it flooded, and they had to cancel the whole race. So it got called after not even halfway through the race yet. Damn. And there was a lot of like worry that the cup race was going to be the same because it's raining a lot and it's the street circuit. You yeah. can't really do it on Monday. Because that is when what NASCAR would usually do. They'd postpone it till Monday, but it's a street. Like, they have to use those. <laughs> the businesses yeah. are already pissed off enough. And yet, like that, there was a lot of talk that Chicago didn't even want that race at all anymore. So, there was a lot of, like, pressure. Yeah. But the race did run. And I'm pretty happy to say that it was probably the best NASCAR race that I've seen in probably... A year. Definitely yeah. this year. Probably better than anything last year. It was 
a street circuit, but it was it was a wet race. Like it was the yeah. first half was completely with wet tires. There was a crossover to switch to dry tires. I don't think the NASCAR guys are very great at that yet. Like crossovers. I think one guy did it and the rest of them were like, oh, we got to do it too then. But it wasn't really ready for dry tires yet. But that's besides the point. There were a couple. There wasn't anything stupid crash wise. Okay. And there wasn't anything that there wasn't any NASCAR moments. I felt like where there was like, oh, my God, that's so fucking stupid. There was one crash that. One guy spun out and blocked the whole track, and it was a bit of a parking lot, like, yeah, shunt. That was a little stupid, but, like, it was the one time it happened. Right. And a couple guys ran straight into, like, tire barriers, but it was a wet racetrack. The whole, it was, like, almost 10 o'clock when this race ended. Damn. So it never fully dried. So it was a tricky, it was, there were mistakes. It was yeah. tricky. It was exciting. There were you could pass, which is, I think, the worrying part a lot of people have on street circuits. And it was all around a great experience. And the guy that won this race, Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, Shane. Who is not a NASCAR driver. <gasps> this was his first ever start in NASCAR. Damn. He is a, he's from New Zealand. He's an Australian supercar driver eye, who they touted as being the best street circuit driver in the world. He has 80 wins in supercars and three championships. Damn. And this was his first ever time in a NASCAR, in a NASCAR, not even just a cup car. Just he's never run a NASCAR race before. What? And he was doing good all weekend. There was a little bit of... they. They had to shorten the race due to darkness. There weren't lights to like properly light up the track to race on. So there was a bit oh, of well. a there was a bit of a strategy hiccup in the middle of the race oh, that well. caused some of the guys that were Give me the night goggles. Okay, I'm coming in for the pit. All right, we got you. <laughs> there was uh there was a bit of a thing that put him in twentieth. <gasps> and he passed everybody to get to the front. He he pulled a max Verstappen. And it's funny you mentioned that, Delaney, because he is sponsored by Red Bull in <gasps> supercars, and he had a Red Bull helmet, so he's a Red Bull driver. That's crazy, <laughs> man. And, yeah, it was great. And you know what? He uh, drived the Project 91 car, which is the same car that Kimi Raikkonen drove when he does F1, or when he does NASCAR. <laughs> and, yes, that's Trackhouse Racing. That's part owned by Pitbull. Dale. Just in case you guys were all Full circle. There. And, um, Where's the PK? Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean that, how could you not like that? Like a guy coming out, it's the first time someone ever won their first race yeah. since 1963. That's insane. <laughs> and that's what dreams are made of. <laughs> and so he's a great driver and everyone, there are a lot of NASCAR drivers that said, as soon as they figured out he was going to be in this race, they knew, like, he is, this is the guy we have to beat. Damn. Jensen Button was also in the race. He qualified oh. eighth. Oh. But he. Jensen, what yeah, are you doing? He, uh, he uh, had a little bit of an incident. He spun out and ended Mr. up. Mr. Button. 21st, which is good for the car he was in, but probably wanted more. So he was like, sorry, Crofty, I gotta. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't uh, help commentate this weekend. I gotta kind of, like, go race. Yeah. And so the thing that makes me the the happiest though warms my heart. Maybe it makes me a horrible person is that SVG, that's what they called him cuz no one could say his name, Shane Van Gisbergen. No one could say that. So they just ended up calling him SVG, which is kind of cringe, but whatever. Cringe. The person he passed for the win with 5 laps to go is Justin Haley. I've got nothing against Justin Haley, but he drives for Colleg Racing. Yeah. And so it makes me so happy that Brett Griffin is on his couch drinking Bush Light because he can't drink Bud Light anymore. Damn. Crying because his shit lost. And it makes me so happy that after all this said, his team lost the Chicago race in the last five laps to a guy who'd never raced in NASCAR before. Wow. And maybe that's wrong. But if I'm wrong, then perhaps we're wrong. Tiniest violin in the world. 
I'm only talking about Brett Griffin in the context of NASCAR, but y'all know that Pride Month just passed. He wasn't too happy about that either. So, uh, shocker, I, I know, that. shocker. <laughs> but uh, that's why he's drinking Bush and not Bud. Even though Bush Light is owned by the same company, but I thought it was a fantastic race. I don't know if there's ever going to be another Chicago Street race. Oh, and also the fi- the stands were full, even in Fuck the yeah. pouring rain. Fuck yeah! And it looked Chicago like Chicago turned out a lot of not nascar people chicago fucking turned out bro like i I heard a lot of people that came to this race were new fans yeah maybe it shouldn't be the fourth of july race what do we we have to celebrate anyways honestly you know (laughs) i think we should continue going here maybe i'll even go next year (gasps) if it's still that'd be fun we could drive we could drive there it's a four-hour drive Uh, i have driven to chicago before so i've driven in chicago so we could take the ferry (laughs) so we'll take the ferry Yeah, sure. Let's plan it right ferry. now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Drive no. to, you drive to Muskegon, and you get on the ferry, and you, you put your car on the boat, and the boat goes across Lake Michigan. I don't know if I trust. I don't know if I wa- trust the ferry. But yeah, my, my car though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the we'll put the caddy on there. It'll be fine. <laughs> and that was NASCAR, folks. Now don't worry, I'm not starting this week in NASCAR. This week in NASCAR. I'm sure every other. I'm sure every other race will be. The same, you know, stuff. Yeah. For all you people wondering, I did have a spiritual awakening this weekend with F1. Yes. I uh, Noel came, had a coming to uh, coming to F1 moment. Not a coming to Jesus, a coming to F1 moment. <laughs> I uh, watched one of our older videos about the United States Grand Prix. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was actually really good. <laughs> and I watched some of the highlights from last year. I went into the the chapel. The light shined <laughs> he, in the he window. Let, he let he let old F one just just cleanse his soul. We took and a week off. We were like, oh. I was levitating, sparkling, <laughs> watching highlights from last year's Brazilian Grand Prix, and I was like, oh yeah, this is why. Eventually, we'll have this again. Yes. So we'll get there. Um, just in case y'all were thinking that I was going to change this to an IndyCar podcast. He tried. I stopped him, guys. Not Don't yet. worry. Not yet. <laughs> and now that that's over, we can talk about F1. This week in F1. Woo! Dun, 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 All right. Now we can talk about F1. But before we get into the Austrian Grand Prix. I know, guys. I'm so sorry. We're, 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 we're teasing you here. <laughs> Let's talk about Silly Season. Because Yay. I think we've got uh, we've got our top silly. S- what <laughs> I just think about like last year when I was when we were talking about silly season, I'd be like every time I think about silly season, I just think about like a cloud going. You don't remember that. No. <laughs> like that's what I think of silly season is. Like I think it's literally just like <laughs> it's cloud season. It's cloud. We're clouded, baby. I think Alpha Tauri, I think it's just going to be one seat, but I think that one seat at Alpha Tauri is going to be the biggest silly season tale of the year. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to remake the Alpine issue from last year. So let me let me give you guys let me give you guys a brief, you know, on what what what's going on, what what the news is here. Right after we recorded the last episode, yes, there were some articles that said Daniel Ricardo is working in the simulator, and he is open. To restarting his career at Alpha Tauri. Interesting. Taking that seat and starting anew. And there were some articles that said that Red Bull were going to review his work in the simulator. And that was a possible option. Interesting. But. But. Red Bull's got some other drivers in the in the queue. In their pockets. And the one of them is Liam Lawson. So Liam Lawson, born in New Zealand on 11th February 2002. Oof. Oof. An Aquarius? That's my dad's birthday. He has the stats, okay? He's got some pretty good stats. Has won in F2. He won on his F2 debut, actually. Wow. His first ever race in F2. Wow. He finished third in F2 last year. Wow. He won on his DTM debut, which is sports car type racing wow. and he also won on his debut in super formula wow <laughs> super formula the fuck is that it's japanese um, oh. series oh, okay. and so he's got some great stats 
But to me, I'm sorry. I'm a man of a good story. Yeah. Liam Lawson, despite that he's won a lot, he's a kid who probably has a rich dad. Yep. And if he comes into F1 next year, yep. we're not going to get, oh my God, Liam Lawson wins on his debut in F1. That's not going to happen. That's what happened with Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries won a lot and they were like, yeah, let's bring him in. What is he doing? Zero points. The ri- the rookies take some time, need some time. Yep. Some of them never make it. Yeah, none of them and cook. Daniel Ricardo, I think, is going to come in yes. and do some shit. Yes. I think that's a way better story. Yes. Nick DeVries, who currently occupies that seat, Dr. Helmut Marco said this. He has four races. He's got a new clock of four Uh-oh. races. They that restarted him. was before Austria. Okay. So now it's three races. Unless they count Austria as a good performance, which I don't necessarily <laughs> think. And the rumors say that if he doesn't do well, that Liam Lawson would replace him. after the summer break i don't know exactly what that has for i i think red bull want daniel ricardo back oh they do yeah i I feel like they are shooting for that and somehow that's going to happen yeah whether i don't think they need to start him back at alpha towery no but sergio perez has 2024 on his contract and he's second in the world driver's championship so i really don't think they're (laughs) like that mad at sergio yeah so i I kind of hope that it happens. I'd rather see Daniel Ricardo than Liam Lawson. Fuck yeah, you would. I kind of always, I think I said this last year, I hate the F2 drivers. I don't Fuck actually them. hate them, but like their story isn't. Yeah, it's my boring. My, We've rich, heard it all before. my rich dad came in and bought me this cart, go-kart, and I was just so good that I just kept winning everything. We've heard, it's the same story over and over again. I actually thought Nick DeVries' story was way more interesting because he went to Formula E and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, he spiced it up a little bit. And I was rooting for him, but here we are. Same old, same old. So I personally, I'd hope Daniel Ricciardo got that seat. For next year. I don't think they'll put Daniel Ricardo in this year. I think he's no. taking this year off. Yeah, let, let the man chill for a minute. You know, he, he got fucking burned like hell by but, um, Zach. I, that's what I kind of hope happens. I hope Daniel Ricardo gets that seat. And yeah. I hope, I mean, I could see Liam Lawson and Daniel Ricardo, But I think I Yuki Tsunoda is doing pretty well this season. But Yuki- I... Yuki's like he's he is a top I think Yuki could definitely be a top five driver if he was in a better car eventually I think he's maturing a lot and I think now that he is technically like the senior driver on the team like he's wants to do better but I just don't think he has the team or the car that wants him to do better you know yeah. I think Alpha Tower is kind of holding him back a little bit. I think Alpha Tower is last in the constructors right now. They are. So, cuz Alex Albon and Williams like they're they they have more points. Yeah. As a team. So, um I don't I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but for what just given the drivers Red Bull has, yeah. I don't see Yuki Tsunoda ever being promoted to like the senior team. No. I see him more as a driver like Pierre Gasly, like Carlos Sainz that need Alex Albon that need to find a seat outside of Red Bull to yep. continue. The Red Bull sandwich for the Constructors' Championship right now. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that works. Yeah. Um, but I totally forgot about this, but AlphaTauri was in the news for other reasons too because they're moving a lot of their operations to the UK. Ooh. They basically, Helmut Marco basically said, everything that we can get away with in terms of the rules in like working together as two teams, Shit. we're going to do. Damn. So they can't, Red Bull can't build... Alpha Tower, you can't just take Red Bull's car. Right. But you can you can use, you your can use a lot of stuff. Yeah, Haas and Ferrari have a working relationship. So yeah. uh, also Alpha Tower is not going to be called that next year. <gasps> they are changing the name. Again? It won't be Toro Rosso. Oh. But I think it's going to be some company name. It might not even have Red Bull in the name. But oh, it's shit. still going to be owned by them. It's going to be some sponsor thing, I assume. But Damn. Big, big changes at Alpha Tauri. They used to call it a junior team and Red Bull's the senior team, but now they call them a sister team. Yep. Trying to equalize them. Being like, oh, 
We got four Red Bull drivers. We're not the same. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I, they, they do do that where they like for like media shit. They have like all four drivers yeah. like there. So they got a little, they got a little quirky over the past few years where they were sending people back to Alpha Tower. They were like demoting so them. Like, no, no, it's a sister. It's the same team. Like we, we view them as the same. We, yeah. It's not a junior team. So I think that's kind of what they're going to continue doing. And so that's why I feel like it fits perfectly that Dan Ricardo drives for that team because yeah. it's, it's a sister team. It but will be when, I he, think, when he joins. I think he's going to end up at, I see Daniel Ricardo making it back to Red Bull before I see Yuki Sonoda making it to Red Bull. Yeah, I agree. In other news, um, Alpine got a lovely little bonus from a few Hollywood uh, personnels. Mr. Deadpool himself, Ryan Reynolds, sold Mint Mobile. Really? He sold Mint Mobile to T-Mobile. I just for, saw him in the commercial, though. <laughs> he's, still, he's still like, <laughs> he sold Mint Mobile for like, I think he got like $2 billion was his cut or something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he did something crazy anyways. I mean, they, all the fucking phone companies do that. They just eat each other up till there's only like two left, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he had a bunch of money to spare. As we know, Ryan Reynolds is playing a little bit Ted Lasso with the uh, UK soccer scene. He does also own a uh, soccer team in the UK. Um, for those that don't get the Ted Lasso reference, go watch the show. So Ryan Reynolds um, owns like 24% of Alpine now. He's put, he put like $200 million into Yeah, it. Like, he put a shit ton of money Although knowing that it. he got $2 billion and he only put $200 million into the... Yep. Come on, bro. Like you yep. could have put a billion... You know how much a billion dollars? Homeboy's got four fucking daughters. Five fucking daughters. Like, he's got... He can split a billion of them up between four daughters and then another billion to his F1 team. He also has a a thriving liquor business, too, with... uh, He's got a lot of things. Got a lot of things going on. He was in Detective Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny. It's just a fact. Because we're talking about his other things that aren't acting. We know he's an actor, but, like... <laughs> he was a detective Pikachu. Um, anyway, 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 serious. So, Alpine <laughs> got a little bit of a sponsorship, or I guess like ownership. Yeah, bonus. He, he bought like ownership into it. So, so I mean, they're getting a little Hollywood money now. So we might see a little bit more of American influence to that French team. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but there was a really funny tweet that he put out. He did copy paste. Um, <laughs> Oscar Piastri's tweet from last year of like, there's a rumor going around that I have bought in with Alpine. I am not working with Alpine in 2023 or something like that. I was like, that's great. That's great, Ryan. That's, yeah, that's exciting. I think that could bring eyes onto F1. Like, even I think it'll bring that. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm kind of hoping though it doesn't bring too many like um, Detective Pikachu fans. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope it doesn't bring too many like actors and like A-list celebrities to be like, Ooh, I want to buy a team like for shits and gigs. Like I just don't, you know, like I'm okay with Ryan Reynolds because he has, he owns a soccer team. He has a whole like phone company or he had a phone company. Like he's also a businessman outside of being an actor. A lot of actors aren't full business people outside of being just actors. Um, The only other uh, technically actor couple that I would love to see buy-in to formula one because i know that they're formula one fans are kristen bell and dak shepherd also michiganders would love to see that dak shepherd also has a formula one podcast really yeah so that's what we're competing with um so yeah that that's the only big other news that happened in the past week um when it comes to the silly season and the team so without further ado finally drum roll please austrian Austrian grand Grand prix Prix. (laughs) I thought it was okay. Step in the right direction. Yes, definitely step in the right direction. I just feel like, I mean, we said it last episode, Austria is always kind of fun because it's a shorter track. My first comment I will make about the uh, Austrian Grand Prix, the Orange Army was back. The flares were back. The flares were not as bad as I think they were last year. No, I saw them during the formation lap and that was it. Like it didn't taint the whole sky on the first lap like it did last year. Yeah. So, um... They were controlled. Yes. Um, the big story out of Austria, the track limits. And this I happened last year. It as did. soon as it started happening in qualifying, I was like, oh, yeah, 
This happened last year. I literally got like flashbacks to us talking about it from last year. Like as soon as I was like, I was watching the race and the first like couple black and white flags were coming out. I was like, oh my God, we literally talked about this last year and how crazy it was. So, but I feel like this year was like, I think it was worse excessive. this year. It's like, it was turn nine and turn 10, which yep. are the last corners of the track. Yep. And I think the only thing I can say is put a fucking gravel trap there. Please. Not, it doesn't even have to be a full one. Like put two meters of gravel. Literally. So if you are out of control, you don't get stuck in it because it's only two meters. You'll be back on pavement. But yeah. if you're just driving, you won't. Dip your toes or dip all four toes. Yep. Off the track, which is what people were doing. Everybody got caught. Everyone in qualifying got caught out with it. Yep. Sergio Perez. They deleted his track time. Yeah, he a lost lot. a lot of laps in <laughs> qualifying. A lot of laps. But he made it to Q3, but then his time got deleted. And so he qualified 15th. He missed yeah. Q3 again. That sucked um, for him. In the first qualifying. And so it's just stupid. <laughs> It's just it's ridiculous. It's so dumb. Like, I feel like if it's this, I would understand if it's like kind of spread out throughout the track and like, you know, a few people are here and there getting track limits, but it's the one turn and it's like so many fucking people. That's when you got to look at it and be like, okay, we got to change track. We yeah. got to do something to update this. And because there were so many problems, the FIA said, we've got like hundreds of laps we have to review. Yeah. So this review process went into hours after the race. Yep. So like six hours after the race ended, they had to publish a new final results. Yep. Carlos Sainz originally finished fourth. They dropped into sixth. Lewis Hamilton finished seventh. They dropped him to eighth. Pierre Gasly finished ninth, dropped him to tenth. Yep. And I have the full receipts right here. So... The full list of the F1 drivers in the Austrian Grand Prix penalty. Here we go. Lewis Hamilton got 15 full seconds of track limits. 15 second time penalty, like in total. Carlos Sainz, 15 full seconds of track limits. Esteban Ocon, 35 second seconds of penalties. He got a five second time penalty for, for something else. For relief yeah. and track limits. But they didn't watch his ass for the whole race. Yeah. They gave him all his penalties after at the he, end. Um, Alex Albon, or no, sorry. Nick DeVries got 20 seconds of, of penalties. Uh, he was forcing Magnuson off the track and track limits. Um, Alex Albon got 15 seconds. Yuki Sonoda got track limits for four different times. We got 20 seconds of fucking uh, penalties. Pierre Gasly got 15 seconds. Logan Sargent got 15 seconds. Kevin Magnuson got five seconds. So that was all their totals. But like Noel said at the very end, 12 of those fucking penalties were given out after the fact. 12 of them. And four of them were for Esteban Ocon, one for Carlos, one for Lewis, one for Pierre, one for Alex, two for Nick DeVries, and one for Yuki. That is in <laughs> fucking insane. That's just dude. dumb. That is, that dumb. is. That is so fucking stupid, and it's so funny to ha-ha laugh at it, but it's also like, what is the fucking point then? Like, yeah. if you're just going to fucking give everybody a penalty, it's like giving everybody a participation trophy. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. I think I think my favorite part of the whole race was that, like, the the rate team radios were unhinged this whole race because so many people were just ratting on so many people about track limits. Like people would just be like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, he was off. Did you see that? He was off. And then literally engineers were like, let us know every time he is off and we will mark it. And they were like literally saying that to him. And so like, I remember like Lewis Hamilton was complaining about something and Toto fucking Toto came onto the radio and he was like, he was like, Lewis, they're all going off the lip. They're all going to get penalties. Just drive the car. Like, just drive your race. Like, they'll eventually all get penalties. I was like, oh my God, Toto. It doesn't even have to be two meters. Put a meter. Put a foot of fucking gravel in there so there's a disadvantage to going off what right the there. What the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> <laughs> fucking do anything. Anything. Burn me alive and put my ashes there. <laughs> I don't care. Just fucking put something forever. there. And that's track limits, bro. What the fuck is what I put on. The other thing is the team radios were fucking great. Um, my, one of my favorites was Carlos Sainz, uh, engineer, said, let me know for pace. And Carlos said, I think you could see it. I don't need to let you know. 
everybody was so fucking sassy. <laughs> and then, oh, Norris's, Norris's team, it was McLaren, the one that said, every time Hamilton goes off, report it, please. And then Norris said, I mean, he's going off every, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's going off every lap everywhere. I'm not going to talk the whole time. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of a lot of yelling at each other. Um, the other great thing that kind of happened, I mean, not great for science, but the other great thing was that Norris finished fifth, but then he actually moved up to fourth. So that is a great finish for McLaren. Um, I think my favorite uh, post-race commentary was they were like talking to Norris and then he said, they said to him, uh, so the car really came alive today, didn't he? And he said, the car <laughs> or the driver? <laughs> and they were like, the driver, of course. He's like, that's right. Back to Noel for the sprint race. Because I did not watch it. Sorry. Folks, there was a sprint race. Yeah, in case you forgot. It rained. Da, da, da. It started on intermediate tires. And it gave me, oh, so much hope. <laughs> because Sergio Perez passed Max Verstappen off the line. <gasps> and there was actually a fight for the lead. <gasps> and the Red Bull drivers hate each other. <gasps> they both said, why did the other guy push me off the track? <gasps> and there was, it was... We're getting a Brazil moment. <laughs> it was all like they, I mean, Perez shoved him off. Max Verstappen was in the grass heading up to turn two. Fuck yeah, that's my boy. And they all went wide at turn two, I believe it is. Yeah. And I was actually kind of pissed when I was watching this because they all left the bottom open. Oh. And like there was a Haas there. There was a McLaren there. And I was like, why didn't you guys take the bottom and fucking pass them? Yeah. It looked like they all just like held back so they the Red like, Bulls oh, could keep the lead. Okay. Now, Max Verstappen did get it back by the end of the first lap and he drove of course, away. Of course. But it gave me hope. I was hoping Perez was just going to wipe him out. Not, nice. I'm not saying that, but Bleh. I was, there were, I, there were mistakes. Like it, I, I, I don't know how to really put it into play, but like you could make mistakes. It wasn't so formulaic. There wasn't no fucking DRS. I mean, it eventually <laughs> drove out when they enabled DRS. And I was watching this with Philip, and he's like, it's amazing how bad this got once they enabled DRS, oh, yeah. which I don't agree with. But one thing, I, I think this was the best sprint that we've ever had. I oh, think yeah. it was even better than the race itself. <gasps> but I, it still does not say, it still does not prove to me that sprint should be there. They got, not they got lucky. I mean, it rained for this sprint. That's yeah. why it was better. Yeah. And so I'm glad they did it, I guess, you know, but yeah. it, you know, I, I'm still not convinced really. I mean, it yeah. kind of seems to me like luck. I, I still don't see the point because I feel like they got lucky. If there was no rain, it wouldn't have been great. Yeah. Um, a shout out I must give though is Haas because Nico Hulkenberg ran second for most of the sprint the hulk and he eventually had to pit but he pitted early and was able to pass some guys on the dry tires um it was it's kind of weird the way since the sprint was so short the top seven for a little while were still on intermediates on a completely dry track because they mm. couldn't pit anymore because they would have fallen behind the guys that did pit for dries right but nico hulkenberg clutched it out and oh, finished yeah. sixth in the sprint and got three points for Haas. So that was great. Um, Go Haas. Although, like I said in the last episode, Haas have this thing where their tires heat up really quickly. So they're good in qualifying, mm. but not in the race. And so that helped him help them for this sprint race because mm -hmm. you actually want a lot of heat in the tires when it's wet, but it dried out. And so their intermediates overheated. And mm. so they started losing a lot of spots, but... They switched to dries in time, and Nico Hulkenberg was able to clutch it back. The same thing happened with Racing Point in 2020. They nearly won the Turkish Grand Prix, and they got the pole. Lance Stroll got the pole for that race because they were able to heat up their tires really quickly. Wow. So it's true, all right? That's crazy. I, I talked about it in the last episode because I'm a genius and I know everything. <laughs> but Haas heat up their tires really quickly, which only helps them in qualifying and short runs. But right now, it's hurting them a lot in the race because they didn't do jack shit. Yeah. I don't remember where Kevin Magnussen finished, and Nico Hulkenberg was the only retirement from the Austrian Grand Prix this yeah, year. Yeah, he had engine trouble. So, yeah, that's a sprint race. I liked it. I think both the sprint races have been good this year. Yeah. But. I wouldn't know. I only watched one. <laughs> 
But I mean, I, I guess if both the sprint races are good, maybe it warrants them existing. But I guess, I but don't know. not six of them. I don't need to see Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen pulled off the fucking fastest in practice, fastest in qualifying, fastest in sprint qualifying, won the sprint, fastest lap, pole, won. He did everything. He I don't think everything. we need to see Max Verstappen win more. Jumping into the other things that I would like to highlight segment. These are the other things that I liked about this That you want to highlight? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> McLaren brought upgrades Finally. to specifically Lando Norris's car. He finished fourth. They were probably the third fastest car this race. Norris probably got so pissed at them after the shit that they pulled at the beginning of the season that, he, that they were like, fine, we'll bring upgrades <laughs> just for you then to remind you that you are our special boy. <laughs> and honestly, it's great. Because that's another team that's kind of in the fray. You know, we Alice, Aston Martin's been good. Yeah. Ferrari's been good. Yeah. Mercedes's been good. Alpine had a race in there that they were really good. And now McLaren's really good. Well. If only we could fucking get rid of this fucking Red Bull dominating. We have to. We would have, we would have like a hundred. We would have like 10 different winners. We have season. to. We have to. Power Rangers mega morph. <laughs> all of you together. All of you fray teams all you p5 teams and just attack all at once at red bull that's how you defeat the boss yeah do that because <laughs> i i it would be so cool if red bull just didn't show up because anybody i feel like anyone could win it would be so cool to have a fucking power ranger show that's f1 related i just thought of this no a transformers fucking comic <laughs> Ah! That would be so cool. Lewis Hamilton, get out there and get win. out there. Except he's a car. He's like, choo, choo, choo. that's what transformers I got it. sound and he's like. He's like running down the straight, <laughs> and then he just goes, choo, 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 and he like transforms, <laughs> drives by. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't even derail you. Like and that. Mercedes and Aston Martin were not very good in this no. race, even though they were second and third in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I like that because if, well, I like that if Red Bull wasn't fucking there was the yeah. point I was going to because that would be a good little mix for up. the win. I, I, whatever. My fantasy world. We you don't know, live in it. Like this we said, guys, we were just taping off the first place and then at the fun race. This isn't the perfect world. This is our world. Ferrari. We're actually good in this race. They were. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. I'm saying it. Ferrari were good. <gasps> they had a little bit of a fuck up. They double stacked and had two bad pit stops. Yeah. And that fucked Carlos Sainz. But that didn't fuck Leclerc, who they usually fuck. He almost pulled out pole. Pulled the pole out of nowhere. Pulled he, the pole out of where? Nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> this is PG. This is a PG fucking... No, watch yourself. <laughs> this fucking guy... What do you do? On this PG podcast, fucking, fucking went off and almost got pulled out of nowhere That's on Friday. Crazy man. And uh, it was very cool. Ferrari had a great race. Carlos Sainz also had a great race. I think he's been better than Leclerc this season. <gasps> he um not Chucky. What? <laughs> <laughs> Have what? you never heard that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Who the fuck is Chucky? Charles. I've never heard anyone last call him year, Chucky. Shaq. Yes, last year they were doing the post-race interview at Coda, and they literally called him Chucky. I'm pulling this up. They literally I watched Coda here. It was Miami, sir. It was Miami. Throwback to the Miami Grand Prix where Charles Leclerc was called Chuck. Chuck Leclerc. <laughs> yeah, but that it moved oh, into Chucky. Oh, bye. By, uh, what's his name? That's not Shaq. That's, uh, Willie T. Ribs. Yep. Okay. I did watch that, but I didn't remember that at all. Chuck LeClaire. <laughs> okay. Well, I think Carlos Sainz has been better than Chuck LeClaire this year <laughs> up to this point. I do think Charles LeClaire, Chucky, is probably fast, but he's wrecked a lot. But he had a, I don't know. I've kind of whole. I've kind of lost the plot on this episode, honestly, uh, yeah. right now. I have no idea what I'm talking about. My brain is mush. Ferrari... I liked Ferrari this week. Uh, they did okay. a good job. Ferrari, you're on Noel's good side. You're not in his. You're not in his burn book yet. So, uh, so yeah, keep keep it up. Please. I <laughs> keep it up, please. And now, a team that I think you should buy stock in if you could. You can't, but if you could, Williams. Yeah, they got points in Canada. Alex Albon was close in both the sprint and the race. He finished 11th in the race. 
Logan Sargent finished 13th, probably one of his better performances this year. Logan Sargent and Nick DeVries are still the only two drivers that do not have points, just so everybody remembers. So, yeah, I mean, our guy Logan, he could he could get a point or two, hopefully, eventually. I would but love to I see at the end of the season Logan Sargent getting, like, one or two points and Nick DeVries getting none. That would be great. I I think Alex Albon is stepping up to the occasion. They're scoring points when they need to. And James Vows, who owns that team, they're putting in some upgrades because it sounds like William or not he owns it. He doesn't own that team. He's the he's the guy. He's the team principal. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know the owner of Williams now? Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, so uh I think he made a he he's been pretty open about how far behind Williams are from the rest of the yeah. team and how the budget cap is actually hurting them because they can't make the improvements to their facilities. Damn. I think he even like made a request to like the FIA and told them like, "Hey, we're probably going to breach the budget cap <laughs> by like fixing our facilities." I don't know if that I I I saw some article that was like he was informing them that that might be a possibility and maybe they can get like get a pass. like less of a penalty if they're telling them like, "Hey, like ahead of we, time, <laughs> we're showing you our facilities. They are ten years behind." 20 years behind we have to breach this in order to be competitive you made this budget cap for us to be competitive yeah um it's i mean technically as long as the accountants write it in <laughs> and don't just like forget to add it you know i Red think Bull. Um, i think maybe we should adjust the budget cap where 10th and constructors can spend more like their cap is 170 yeah, yeah, and it goes down. Oh, isn't that like right? Like that feels good, right. Like good equality. Yeah. Like right now, it's everyone's. That's called, that's called equity. Everyone's at one forty. That's which, equality. Which is you know fine, but like the big teams are still big and the little teams are still yep. little. So we need equity now, where it's the little teams get the boost, so that way they can be as competitive as the big teams. Up next, it's the British Grand Prix. Really good race last year. We've got some good tracks ahead of us. Yeah, I'm excited for the next few races. So Me too. Hopefully it'll be good. I really like Silverstone. I think it'll be fun. We'll be here to talk about it. Yep. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Be sure if you guys liked this episode. If you're new here, listen to some more. Follow us on your favorite platform. And we're also on YouTube now, like I mentioned earlier. So check out some of those videos if you like it. And yeah. That's kind of all I got to say for this one. Delaney, any other words? Um, God save the queen. No. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Um, any other words? No thoughts had empty. That's going to do it for this episode. And we will see you. No, we won't. You will listen to us in the next one. Yep. So thank you. Toodaloo. Bye.